Hi, I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And we're from Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the entire Back to the Future trilogy one minute at a time. Like the minute when Principal Strickland becomes a vigilante hero of the wasteland after Biff takes over Hill Valley in the alternate 1985 timeline. I I don't... Wait, I don't I don't remember. Or that. the minute where we learn that Dr. Emmett Brown is secretly the saxophone king of Hill Valley. Hold on. When when did that or when did that happen? When we slowly start to realize that George McFly may have murdered both of his parents. Okay. Now I don't I don't remember that being in the movies. Well, Scott, that's because none of those things are actually in the movies, but it's all stuff that we talk about on Back to the Future Minute. Back to the Future Minute, available at DuelingGenre.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Dueling Genre. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Welcome back to Harry Potter Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one boat-filled minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And we have Brian Green with us again. Welcome back, Brian. Hello. It has been a lot of fun having you here. I'm really enjoying this. Thank you for having Uh, me. For sure. Thank you for coming on. Uh, Minute 39 starts with Hagrid gesturing for the first years to come this way, please. And it ends with a beautiful shot of the Hogwarts castle. Oh, that castle. Mm-hmm. I'm Beautiful so castle. happy, so happy that we get to talk about these minutes every week. Um, like every week, every time we're doing minutes, I'm always like, oh my God, these are the best minutes. Like we get so much cool stuff to talk about. And then like, just, and then a week goes by and it's like, these are, these, oh, wait, these, no, these are, are the oh best minutes. How did we forget that this was going to come up? There, there's just so much to discover in this first m- movie. There really is. I, I think that <laughs> is there ever going to be a set of minutes in which we're like, oh, oh no, I don't gotta, know. Gotta talk about this. <laughs> I'm sure we'll finally hit that point. We'll hit it, a point. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I was thinking today. I keep seeing people like uh, talking about their rankings for like the Star Wars movies and whatever. And oh. we sort of discussed that in the past. And I was saying like, I don't know how I would rank my. Harry Potter. And I think it's just because, like... If I'm ranking the movies and not the books... I I think that I could say that I have ones that are, like, my preference or whatever. Right. But if I'm watching the movies, I'm not watching just one of the movies. It's like, right. oh, like I'm in the process of going through the marathon of the yeah, movies. Yeah. And so you watch all of them in the order that they... Like, I wouldn't just, like, throw on a Harry Potter movie and jump in with, like, Goblet of Fire or something. Yeah, like, yeah. That doesn't make no, sense. No, I get what you're saying. I did but Deathly Hallows Part 2 when Alan Rickman died earlier this year, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's that's heartbreaking. I know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Sorry to bum message out. Minute. Way to start this minute off, Brian. <laughs> you made me so sad. You made me so sad. Uh, um, no, well, I, yeah, I agree with you. You have to watch all of them. Exactly, exactly. But I mean, because yeah, references. Um, because Star Wars is episode, like every movie starts with an info dump. This is what, what's going on, and this is what you need to know before we start. Can you this imagine movie. if every Harry Potter movie had, had like, like an opening crawl? Had like an opening crawl? No, we don't need that. <laughs> oh, no. 
No, no. That's too much. Opening crawl, and then, like... It last forever. And and, oh. and, and and then, like, the James Bond cold open, like, the music sequence with the, <laughs> the silhouettes of the dancing girls. And Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now I need to see a Harry Potter intro in all the different movie styles. Like, I want to see oh. a, a Star Wars Harry Potter intro, a James Bond Harry Potter intro. I want a Scott Pilgrim Harry Potter intro. Oh, my God. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Victoria and I have talked oh so much. If we could do another minute show, I think it'd be Scott Pilgrim. I love Scott Pilgrim. I love so that much. movie so much. I've watched all those commentary tracks several times i'm 99 percent certain scott corelli is is gonna do that i would not be surprised uh, if he's already Logan. bought the domain for that one they've been talking about edgar wright a lot on their like no uh, edition. Uh, the, the one movie i would do in a heartbeat and it's a movie it's a standalone movie but it's a long one which one and that's watchman yeah because i love watchman you know i love Watchmen. i know i would talk to death about that movie love that movie love that book i've only seen that Red movie once many times I have never seen the movie. <gasps> the book is so oh, good, though. Oh my gosh. I love that movie so much. That I would do a totally a minute show for that one. So, in in this minute, since we're talking about Harry Potter, <laughs> no, back to Harry in Potter. minute 39, uh, we, we sort of started it last, uh, we started talking about it last week, but in this minute, we get to see most of Gryffindor House, actually, as they gather around Hagrid, uh, we mm-hmm. see, of course, our trio, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. And in the Hermione background, right in the back, yeah, in yeah. the background, we also see Dean Thomas, Seamus Finnegan, and Neville Longbottom. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple other kids that are further back that I don't recognize, right? But I think once we get on the boats, we also see Susan Bones, who's yes. played by uh, Chris Columbus's daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, Really? Her name is, yeah, her name is uh, Eleanor, Eleanor Columbus. Uh, she's one of the first students that are going to be sorted next week. Um, but uh, Chris Columbus has mentioned that, like, a lot of his family is in this movie. Like, that I think one cameos. of his other daughters we saw on Platform 9 and 3 quarters. Yeah, and, and his son was in front of the, uh, the, the, the broom, broom shop. shop. Yeah, mm-hmm. looking at the Nimbus 2000. Yep. I think his niece is one of the moving pictures that we see when she curtsies as they're going up the stairs to their mm-hmm. house for the first time. Um, he makes a joke in the director commentary that this is, that these movies are really just like really expensive home movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, I'll just pop in this Harry Potter movie and just look at my kids. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. Exactly. Uh, we get to see a lot of the kids and I think it's really great. Um, so we, they climb into these boats, these boats that don't need to be paddled. Uh, presumably the, right. I guess, uh, they're bewitched to just cross the just is Hagrid one A to B leading them in some sort of way or, or are they on like a like a magical track <laughs> you just climb in and it takes you from one side to the other like a ride at the, at the yeah exactly park. It, it's like a roller coaster yeah it's bumper boats you know bumper boats <laughs> <laughs> the water's actually only like two feet deep you know well, uh, speaking of uh, the the water they're um, also from the director commentary, Chris Columbus talks about how they're, uh, the boats are traveling across. It's a giant water tank, like a massive water tank, like a reservoir and a, a green screen that they're sailing toward. And, and they project this CGI image of Hogwarts on the green screen because oh. they hadn't finished building the model yet. Um, it's only a model. Yeah. Well, I actually wrote some <laughs> notes about the model. We don't get to see the model in this minute, but I, I still wrote some notes about the model. Um, it took 86 artists to create the model of Hogwarts. Wow. And it is 50 feet long and like 20 feet high. And there's this really great, uh, photo that I found online of the production designer, Stuart Craig, like sitting against the bottom of the, 
the uh the castle and the whole castle is just like looming around oh, that's him. So, it's cool. so awesome anytime like any kind of model or any kind of like thing of hogwarts can be made i always find it very fascinating because how big it is yeah it's massive it's, so it's supposed to be to scale it's it's modeled after um a couple of real world castles that right. we'll talk about later because they're actually used as real sets mm-hmm. um a lot of hogwarts yeah, takes right, place in right. a bunch of different like real locations um, it's just that desire for Chris Columbus to like do like everything practically, uh, whereas some of the later movies, a lot of it's just built up on sound stages. Models are just very interesting oh, to me in, 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 in movies because sometimes like you don't even realize, then you're just like, that's a, that's only a model. I think the model still exists. <laughs> oh, really, in studio. Oh, it's so great. Movie I, magic. I love it so much. The shot of the shot of Hogwarts as they're coming across the water oh, is that. beautiful. I want to so, go there. My. I, you know, I know you guys were talking about Steven Spielberg was originally set to direct this. Yeah. yeah. And I'm looking at the set of the scene, and I know how Steven Spielberg would have done it. He would have done it differently. What are you, you thinking? You would have gotten the Spielberg wonder shot of the kids' reactions to it first. Just like oh, sure. Jurassic oh, Park yeah, with, yeah. you know, and taking off his... The, the reaction to seeing the, uh, the dinosaur. Right, right. That type of thing. Yeah. yeah. So you would have gotten their reaction first, and it probably would have been a little bit bigger, and then you would have gotten the shot of the castle. I, um... Instead of kind of doing it backwards right yeah, now, you I see think the castle the way, first, then you're seeing the kids now. The way Chris Columbus does it in this shot, we get we get to see Hogwarts, and us as an audience have that sort of like, oh my gosh, this is so delightful, so amazing looking, and then we, uh, we're on the same page right. as the children as they get to see it too. Mm-hmm. Do you think you... Do any students ever, like, ever travel to Hogwarts before they're students there? So if you have an older sibling okay. that's in Hogwarts, and, I mean, do they have parent-teacher conferences? We see Draco's dad come to see, like, some of the, the Quidditch games and things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, what if Draco had, like, a little sister... Yeah, I'm sure that like that don't she the would siblings come, come the, and see maybe their older siblings in something in a in do they do they have a drama program? I don't uh, the know. Kid, <laughs> the kids show up. Uh, the, uh, the parents show up all the time in the play at the school. Oh, that's true. Spoilers. I, I Spoilers. assume that because it's because it's our trio that right. it's no, no surprise to anyone that they're going to show. They could just go wherever they want. And yeah, yeah. Everyone's <laughs> going to be like, oh my gosh, it's you yeah, three. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, how does that work? So I don't know. I would think that if you have an older sibling that's at Hogwarts, that you would. But even Ron see it. seems like in awe of this place. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And Ron's right. had siblings going to Hogwarts for yeah over a decade. George, this is their third year. Yeah, and you and know Percy's what about his Bill year? and Charlie? They've already yeah. graduated. When they graduate, I assume they have a graduation, like a high school kind of, and your family gets to go see. Does that does that happen at they Hogwarts? They sit in the Quidditch stands and everyone gets called up one by yeah, one to like, shake Dumbledore's oh hand God, and get that, handed a diploma. That's hilarious. That's a hilarious <laughs> idea to me. But does that happen? Like, I want to know now. Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. They've got to have some sort of ceremony. It's got, yeah, there's got to be something to signify that wizarding, wizarding school now is done. A, yeah. You are now a fully grown adult in the wizarding world. I'm yeah. tweeting at Joe right now. <laughs> right? Like, is there a graduation ceremony? I'm sure, I'm sure she has an answer. And their she... family gets to go. Then I would assume your family has seen Hogwarts. I don't know. Maybe. That's all kinds of weird. I would hope so. 
Uh, I really love, I really love the, um, the music that we get in the scene. I wrote a note that the music is very vocal. Um, there's sort of mm-hmm. this like kind of choir moment in the, the, we see the school and this is kind of like, oh, like so magnificent and amazing. Like I very pleased. I love the music so much. John Williams score. John Williams. Yeah, John Williams. Can't John go wrong with John Williams. My father-in-law actually got all of the scores on CD for Christmas. And I was keeping track. I was mentally keeping track of all of them as we were going through. And the first one he got, I think, was number five. And he, the first one he opened. And I was like, who did the score for that one? I don't remember. And he was like, John Williams. I was like, eh, no, it wasn't. Uh, read the <laughs> read the label. <laughs> and uh, he, got, he got all of them except for Chamber of Secrets because that one is in limbo in the mail right now. <laughs> Oh, oh, well, it'll show up eventually, I hope. Hopefully. I think, yeah, it's John Williams for the first three movies, and I don't remember who steps in after that off the top of my head. I'll have to go do some research on that when we get there. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure it's a John Williams score, at least for the first three. Yeah. Very good. Um, yeah, I think that's it. We end with that really kind of incredible Hogwarts shot. It's beautiful. I love the castle so much. Um, I mean, who doesn't want to live in a castle? In one of the, like, production uh, behind-the-scenes... I have... The Blu-ray that I have came with, like, a bonus features disc that has a lot of, like, production info, like, um, talking about the making of the movies. And they talk about how um, different parts of the castle become talked about in later books and so when they start talking about like the owlry and they start talking about like different um locations on set the uh design of the castle sort of changes over the course of the um the film so each time we see it it's a little bit different like yeah. the model is set in stone not literally but, uh, <laughs> the model is the model is sort of like this is what the model looks like but then we do get a lot of these sweeping the uh, model is just a template we get these <laughs> these really sweeping um cgi shots and you see some different there's like variations on the structures right. uh, as it goes on they talk about how it's like revisiting an old friend who's grown up a little bit since the last time mm-hmm. you've seen them the clock in Azkaban is the uh, prisoner of Azkaban is the weird thing for me that we never see in the first two. No, no, and I don't think we ever see it again. <laughs> again after? Either. No, it was never seen oh, before or since. Uh, we don't. Isn't that clock tower piece? Isn't that set piece used in one of the last? In the last movie, don't aren't uh, Kingsley Shacklebolt and Lupin at the top of the the tower that that's housed in when they're fighting the Death Eaters as they're coming to the. I don't yes. remember. It's been so long. I think Hollis we do see too. that. Yeah, I think we do see that. I think that's the only other time we see that set piece, though. That's so cool. Uh-huh. I really do like that like, clock, clock shot. Yeah, it's huge. Well, I mean, it's because because Prisoner of Azkaban is sort of a time travel story, right? Which I think is wow. awesome. Wow! Spoiler alert! Spoiler, Spoiler alert, alert, you guys! For you guys who haven't seen it, <laughs> in case you're listening to this without watching the other movies first. Yeah. Hashtag keep, keep the secrets about Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> <laughs> oh, keep the secrets. Keep, keep it secret. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. <laughs> wrong show. Wrong show. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, okay. I think that was everything I had for this particular minute. That's all I got. Moving right along. Moving all right. Along. You can join us tomorrow for minute number 40 as we wrap up the week for Harry Potter Minute. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Harry Potter Minute. And uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Give us a rating. Um, we've been reading off the reviews on our 
uh, weekend edition. Well, we just did the first two reviews because we didn't yeah. have any others last time. But I, we have a new one. We have another new five star that we'll read next week. Yeah, yeah. People are reviewing us. It's nice. Woo. So review us on iTunes. Give us a rating and uh, help get us on those iTunes charts. <laughs> All right. I think that's everything I had for this minute. Thank you for joining us again, Brian. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow for minute number forty. Mischief managed. <laughs> yeah. Dueling genre.